please let us turn to the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 1 and verses 26 and 27. Genesis chapter 1 verses 26 and 27. First Mosebo, first Mosebo, capil it, verse 6 at you, or show at you. The Bible reads Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our, to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. Amen. And our title this uh, afternoon is Restoration to the image of God. Restoration to the image of God. Human being by nature need to be restored to the image of God. These two verses we have read tell us that the human race was created in the image of God. When God created mankind, he put his image on him. Our creator and king put his image upon us. We were made to reflect his image. We were made to be the mirror of God. We all know how a mirror reflects our image. When we look into a mirror, we know how the mirror reflects our image. And that is how we were made. We were made to reflect the likeness of our maker. You and me were meant to be like God. We were meant to be good. We were meant to be kind. We were meant to be pure. We were meant to be honest. We were meant to be faithful. We were meant to be loving and so on. My dear friend, God didn't create us like animals. He created us in his likeness. He breathed in us a living spirit. He breathed in us a, an, an immortal soul. And he gave us dominion. He gave us power over the earth. He gave us power over all creatures. He gave us power over all animals and all plants that are on the earth. That is how human race was created. So don't believe in what some people say. Don't believe. Some people say that human beings are just animals who have developed gradually. People who tell us about the theory of evolution. They say that, uh, they, they, they say that uh, uh, human beings are just animals. They, were, they, they, they started as animals and then they developed gradually, progressively. No wonder many people live like animals. 
Don't misunderstand me, my dear friends. I'm not saying that some people are animals, but there's people who live like animals. There are so many people who do not see the meaning of life because they live like animals. They do not know the real purpose of life. They only live to enjoy themselves. They only live for the here and now. They don't think about eternity. And why is it so? It is because they think or they believe they are just animals who have developed gradually. Is that not how animals live? Do animals think about the future? Do they think about eternity? Do they see the wider purpose of life? No. Animals don't think about eternity. They don't see the purpose of life. Animals live for the here and now only. And that is what many people live for. Many people live like animals. My dear friends, don't be deceived. You are not a developed animal. You are a human being. You were created in the image of God. God put you to that privileged, uh, to that privileged position in this world. There is no other creature that is like a human being. Human beings are very much privileged. God has put them in a very privileged position in this world. The human race is peculiar. It is special. We are different. We are not animals. God has given us abilities that animals do not have. Animals only have physical instincts. But we were given a sense of God's standards. We were given a sense of, uh, of, of right and wrong. We were given a conscience. We were also given the ability to reason and to think. Animals do not reason. They do not think. But we were given the ability to reason and to, 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 to think. And... Uh, as if that was not enough, God gave us the awareness of eternity. He has given us that, that awareness. Every human being has the awareness of eternity. Even if some people try to suppress that truth, but the truth is that human beings know that the grave is not the end of existence. We know that. We all know that there is eternity. There is life after this life. And because of all that, the world was supposed to be a very wonderful place to be. Looking at how God has created us in his own image. If we kept that image, the world the world was supposed, was going to be a very wonderful place to be. But life has become miserable. Life has become frustrating. Life has become meaningless because man does no longer reflect the likeness of God. 
That is why we are seeing all these miseries in this world, all these problems in this world. We see them because man does no longer reflect the likeness of God. And this brings us to our first heading. Man does no longer reflect the likeness of God. The image of God that was put upon man is tainted by sin. It is contaminated by sin. It is polluted by sin. The image of God is somehow lost in us. Of course, it is not lost completely. Because we can still reason, we can still think. But the image of God is tainted, is polluted by sin. It is contaminated by sin. Man exchanged the image of God for a lie. Man was already like God. God created him in the image, in his own image. So when man was created, he was already like God. He already reflected the likeness of God. He was made in the image of God. But Satan came and lied to him that he would be like God if he sinned against God. This person was already like God. But Satan came and said, sin against God so that you can be like God. Can you see that lie? And man accepted that lie. He exchanged the image of God for a lie. Man thought that he was doing something wise. When in reality, he was doing something foolish. He was exchanging the image of God for a lie. And that is what many people are doing even today, my dear friends. That they think wisdom is to deny the existence of God. They think wisdom is to worship idols. They think wisdom is to reject the word of God. That is what they think. Satan comes to them and they lie to them and they accept the lie of Satan. And there are so many people who are proud of that. There are people who say, I'm a proud atheist. And they worship themselves. And they think that they are so wise. Let us hear what Romans chapter 1 verse 22 to 25 says. Romans chapter 1 verses 22 to 25. It says, Professing to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves who exchanged the truth of God for, for, for the lie and worshipped and saved the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Human beings were made in the image of God. They were made capable of adoring God but they chose to worship idols. They chose to worship Satan. They behaved like a little child who was tricked into exchanging 
a valuable watch for a sweet. You know, a child, there was a child who had a, an expensive watch, very expensive, and someone came and tricked that child and said, give me the watch and I'll give you a sweet. And that child gave uh, the, the expensive watch and he received the sweet. Does that make sense? It doesn't make sense, of course. But that is what our, our foreparents did. That is what Adam and Eve did. They preferred to heed what Satan told them over what God told them. And from that time, the human race fell into sin and shame. The image of God was lost. It was tainted by sin. Human beings do not reflect their creator anymore because of that. They don't reflect their creator's kindness. They don't reflect their creator's honesty. They don't reflect their creator's faithfulness. They don't reflect their creator's patience, love, goodness, holiness, and more. They have become dirty. Human beings have become selfish. They have become violent. They have become dishonest. They have become unfaithful and so on. Instead of reflecting God, human beings sink to horrible sins. And that is the, the result, the outcome of exchanging the image of God for a lie. Let us read Romans chapter 1 and verse 28 to 31. Romans chapter 1 verses 28 to 31. It says, And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whispers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful. People sink to those horrible sins because they have lost the image of God. The image of God that was put in them is tainted by sin. And that is why people, they sink into those horrible sins. The image of God is polluted by sin. It is contaminated by sin. So my dear friend, when you see these things, you must know that it is because the image of God was lost. That is why they happened. You see some of those things even in your own life. You see them. Your life is perhaps filled with unrighteousness. It is perhaps filled with covetousness. 
Your life is perhaps filled with envy, malice, strife, deceit, pride, disobedience, and many more other sins. Those things are present in you because the image of God in you was lost. The image of God in you is tainted by sin. You are not capable of reflecting the image of God because his image in you was lost. It is now tainted by sin. And because of that, the wrath of God is upon you. God is holy and he hates all sin. He hates every kind of sin. Every sin. Even if you may think this is a small sin, God hates it. And because he is holy, he must punish every sin. Everyone who doesn't reflect the likeness of God deserves the sentence of death. You and I deserve the sentence of death. We deserve it because we sin against God. And we sin against him because we lost his image. We lost it. That is why we sin against him. And because of that, we deserve to be punished by him. But you may ask, what are we going to do then? What I can tell you this afternoon is that there is still hope. There is still hope. And this brings us to our next, to our next heading. The image of God can be restored. The image of God that was lost, that is now tainted by sin in you, it can be restored. Although God hates all sin and he must punish every sin, his heart of love yearns to save sinners. His heart of love desires strongly to save sinners like you and me. He desires to restore the image that was lost. He desires to restore the image that is tainted by sin. Even if we have failed and fallen, even if we have offended him by exchanging his image for a lie, he still desires to restore us. And he doesn't only desire to restore us, but he has found a way to do so. He has found a way because we cannot restore ourselves. We couldn't find a way of restoring that image, the image that was lost. We couldn't find a way on our own. And because he's a loving God, he found a way to restore that image. He, has, he, he, he had to come down to pick us up and carry us up to our original place, to where we belong. But how does he do that? How does God restore the image that was lost? In order to restore his image in us, God takes some steps. He doesn't restore it fully at once. He doesn't do that. We do not become perfect at once. God doesn't restore that image like that. He restores it gradually. He restores it progressively. He takes some steps. 
And I will name those steps. The first steps God has taken to restore the image that was lost in us is invitation. Invitation. God invites people to restoration. That is the first step. He invites you and me to restoration. Through the gospel, he invites people to repent from sin and put all their trust in Christ. Because that is the first step of restoration. So if you want to be restored, if you want to, 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 to have the image of God that was lost in you, God is calling you. He is inviting you to come. To repent from sin. And put your trust in Christ. That is the first step of restoration, my dear friend. And if you desire to be restored, do just that. And when you do that, he takes the second step. And the second step is justification and adoption. When you repent from your sin, when you believe in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and when you do that genuinely, God declares you just. He declares you just in heaven. He begins to see you as a just person, as a righteous man or woman or boy and girl. And he doesn't just declare you just, but he adopts you into his family. Without Jesus, we are enemies of God. We are children of wrath. But when we put our trust in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, God justifies us and he also adopts us into his family. We become his children. My dear friend, isn't, is it not wonderful to, be, to become a child of God? It is very, very wonderful. So that is the second step he takes in order to restore the image that was lost. And the third step, it is sanctification. God doesn't save you and leave you where you have been. He sanctifies those he saves. He sanctifies them. He, 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 he purifies them. So my dear friend, when you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, God justifies you, he adopts you, but he sanctifies you. You don't become perfect immediately, but you grow in holiness. You begin to grow in holiness. You begin to change gradually, progressively. You begin to put sins to death. And God helps you to do that. You begin to become more and more like our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That is the third step God takes in restoring the image that was lost in us. My dear friend, it is only in Jesus Christ that you can be sanctified. So believe in him and repent from all your sins. And the fourth step he takes is glorification. Glorification. He glorifies us. When we die, 
or for those who will be alive when Jesus Christ will come again, God will, will glorify them. What does it mean? It means that He will erase, He will remove every, every, every sin in us. He will remove everything. A Christian, when a Christian dies, God removes every sin, every trace of sin, and a Christian becomes pure, perfect, holy, and then that image is restored completely, perfectly. So that is how God restores the image, His image that was lost in us. Firstly, He invites us through the gospel. And when we obey the gospel, He justifies us, He adopts us. And when He does that, He sanctifies us, He makes us more holy, more and more like our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And after that, He glorifies us. So, my dear friend, you can be restored. It is not yet too late. There is still hope. If this process of restoration hasn't yet begun in your life, I want to ask you this afternoon to obey the gospel, to heed the gospel, to believe in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Believe that He died for you on the cross of Calvary. Believe that He took upon Himself all your sins. Yes, He died for the world. He died for millions of people. But believe that He died for you personally. You as you. That is the faith that saves you, my dear friend. Believe in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Saving faith is not a general faith. Saving faith is a personal, is a personal faith. It is individual faith. So believe that He died for you. He might have died for many, but you, you have to believe that He died for you as you, an individual. That is the saving faith. And when you do that, my dear friend, God will, 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 will justify you. He will declare you righteous in heaven and He will adopt you into His family. And He will begin the work of sanctification in your life. He will begin to make you more and more like Him. You will begin to love the things He He loves. And you will begin to hate the things He hates. You will begin to walk with Him. And you will begin to resemble Him more and more until glorification. So my dear friend, that is how God restores the image that was lost. So if this process hasn't started I want to add, to aid you this afternoon to put your trust in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the image of God will be restored in your life. Let us pray. Our dear Father and our God in heaven, we thank thee, O God, for your great love and kindness to us. We thank thee, O Father, for offering to restore your image that was lost in us. 
And we pray that this afternoon, if there are those who haven't yet uh, begun this process of restoring your image in their lives, we pray that your Holy Spirit will come and help them, Lord, to, to accept your invitation to obey the gospel, to put their trust in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and repent from their sins. We pray that you will bless our time of fellowship after this worship service. May you also bless our Sunday school. We pray in the mighty name of our beloved Savior Jesus Christ. Amen.